Hey everybody, welcome to Daddy Duty 365, the podcast where celebrity dads reveal the good, the bad, and the funny of fatherhood. So this week I'm chatting it up with a guy that I went to Kent State University with, you know, a few years ago. Well, he's an NFL star who not only, get this, got married while in college, but he also had a baby in school. All before going pro to play ball with the Cleveland Browns and later becoming a coach with the same team. I'm telling you, y'all, he's a beast. Now, some 17 going on 18 years later, he's still happily married to his wife, Maria. They have an Emmy-nominated television show together in Cleveland. Of course, it's called Cribs in the CLE. And guess what, y'all? He's a better father now than ever before. Here's my Daddy Duty 365 interview with Josh Cribs. So we have football star, now TV star, Josh Cribs in the building. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being, you know, grateful enough to bring me on. I appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. So we want to start with a kid roll call. So go ahead, name the kids, ages, genders. All, all right. Stuff. So I have a, a daughter, my firstborn, Kamora Cribs. She's 16. Oof. So she's driving. Whoa. And uh, my youngest is 10 years old, Israel. We call him Izzy. Izzy, I like yes, that. I like Izzy. that. Yep. So what do you think the best part about being a father is so far? So far, the best part is controlling someone else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Do yes, that. do that. <laughs> no, it's the best part, um, honestly, is being able to pass on your legacy, mm. to um, to see yourself in your kids, your reflection. Um, so it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, they take the good and the bad. Oh, so and they're always listening <laughs> and they're always watching. Yes, do as I say, not as I do is our mentality, but they do the opposite, you know, but um they bring out the best and the worst <laughs> in me. Uh-oh. You know, but what's um the, what's the best look like in you and what's the worst look like? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the best is, you know, athletically. Okay. Um they don't have to try hard, you know, to um excel in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter was not the, you know, she takes after me and not having the best footwork, but still being able to jump the highest on her team in volleyball, okay. you know, um, not having to work really hard, but still, you know, excelling and, and, and knocking down the ball and spiking it, you know, on the team. And I'm trying to get her to push, you know, push herself, mm-hmm. my son as well, you know, for them not to be able to, you know, to be like the old generation training because this is the only way you will make it out to being able to fight electronics mm. and to you know to still train they're good you know even without the training they're good but i see what they can be you know they how great they can be okay. the worst in me is you know just you know when you're around someone that's just like you you kind of get irritated sometimes like my bad things that i don't like about me is that i have dry humor and i'm sarcastic and they're not always willing to laugh it's exactly <laughs> But they're just like me. So my oh. daughter is a spitting image. She's oh. she loves dry humor and she's very sarcastic. So if I tell her to do something, she's like, "Dad, you could have just did it yourself." I'm like, "I know I could have did it, but I'm asking you." Okay. At sixteen, so <laughs> at I know sixteen, she's delivering it all yes, the time. and that's the only thing that's that's uh, wrong. Like she's a really good, mature uh, per- person for her age, uh-huh. you know, a uh, child. But. That's the only gripe that I have with my daughter, her being her having a mouth, a smart mouth. But it's just like my and my wife reminds me all the time. She that's just that's just you staring at yourself. Like, that's why you don't like it. So you're getting it back tenfold. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tenfold. So I can't wait till my son grows a little older so I can have some help in the house. Right. Yes. All right. All right. So what do you do when she pops off at the mouth? You know, because I'm dealing with that and with my eight year old. Yo, yeah. So, you know, and I know a lot of parents may be out there dealing with the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what can they do or what have you tried, whether it's worked or not worked, 
that may be beneficial. We need help. Yeah, so <laughs> it's different with uh, boys and girls. Okay. Um, but when the daughters do it, it's it's almost as if I have to, I pause, I digress because I struggle with the fact that I don't want to dishonor her, and at the same time I still have to correct her. So um, sometimes I, I have to be harsh, mm -hmm. but I make sure I always, at, when everything's settled down, I go back in to tell her why I responded that way, why she can't talk to me that way. So in the moment, it's, it's difficult for anyone to say the right words when someone you know makes you upset or your child disrespects you or says something they shouldn't. But at the same time, it's our obligation as parents and as authority figures to to lead and correct them, even if it hurts us sometimes. Yeah. But I make sure to honor them by going back to them when everything is settled. Mm -hmm. They're still in trouble, but I go and explain myself to them and explain right from wrong. And that's one of the things that my mother always did after she beat us with an extension cord. <laughs> that yes, extension did. cord. Right. Oh, man. Well, whatever she could find. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Old school versus new school parents. Oh, yeah. Anything you yeah, can find. Exactly. But after I stopped crying, she, right. Uh, right. she would come in and say, this is why, and I still love you. And you know, so that, I guess still And you like, today. <laughs> who, who can? You don't like love a, me. Yeah, I hate her. <laughs> right when they leave, I hate you. I right. hate you. Okay. At the door. <laughs> right, right, right. Under your breath, so you won't get you Right, right, but, right. Uh, yeah. So th when you're doing that, do you just yell at her? How do you tell her that that was wrong? Well, you know, I we, we go back and forth. And and then I have to remind myself, like, you're not an adult. Like, well, I say that you all don't, the time. This ain't your house. We're not, we not roommates. Right. <laughs> like, you ain't paying rent. <laughs> and, and I have to, you know, uh, for my daughter and for my son, um, for me being, uh, you know, a football player, I use my stature. You know, I don't ever have to, you know, especially for my daughter, I can't remember myself ever having to whoop her or spank mm -hmm. her. Um, it's different for my son. He's he's a he's a boy, but um, I use so my stature. I can hem him up. He got to feel the he got to feel the pressure. Right. But okay. my my daughter, I, I just I use my stature uh -huh. and, and and um and vocal like I just try to get, you know, mean with my tone oh, okay. um oh, but let's hear the tone let's it's it. it's hard though because Just she say, knows it's nothing <laughs> i was i was trying to summon right, right. it's hard for me to summon it when i'm not <laughs> when i'm not uh, in the mood but um it's it, it has to come with some eventually i have to you know, do something behind it because now she's getting used to me not uh, ever. Just empty like, threats. Empty threats. Oh, so you put the bass in your voice. Put the bass in my voice. What? What'd you say? Huh? Come on. Come on. Come here. Come here. Okay, okay that's scary. And, and that's, okay, but me. it's just, that's when you know I mean it. Like, now, I'm serious. Like, something point, might happen after. She's like, Exactly, <laughs> exactly, because there's empty threat. I, there's nothing that never happens. So I, I try to recruit my wife to, like, man, can you do something? Can you help me? Like, when you hear that voice, can you, like, respond and be like, uh-oh, uh, it's about to go down. Be my hype man or something. Like, be on the same team. Uh, and she, it's not, she said, no, nah, that's your daughter. Yeah, it, that's and it's no, daughter. we're not on a team when oh, it comes to God. disciplining these kids. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Okay. <laughs> if, the if there's one. We're going to go to counseling for that. But Definitely. <laughs> definitely. News, one of the things I've tried to do is take things away. Because, you know, the punishment, I have my little spoon. I will admit, sometimes I get my little spoon out. But, uh, <laughs> the spoon? Give me your hand. Give me your right, hand. Right, right, right. Like the little yep. old. Yeah, that's the old Catholic school. school. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, she doesn't care about that anymore. Right. So now it's taking things away. No TV time, no snack. Especially my middle child. You take her snack away, the world has ended. But, uh, oh, man. Take things away. Yes. The phone. I know she has a phone. And that's the thing. She'll lose 
lose her mind. And her mom, that's why I said uh -oh. parents have to be on the same page. Mama giving it back. Oh, my gosh. She'll give him her phone. Oh. Like, oh, you took her phone? I'm like, yeah, it's the phone is gone. It's gone. And then she's okay with it because she has a laptop. She has a, 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 a portable something, right. another device, a, a something else, either her mom's phone or her, uh -huh. her brother's phone. So it's like multiple outlets. She's like, oh, take my phone. I'm uh -huh. like, give me your phone. And she'd come and just plop it down. It, she used to cry. Like, no, not my phone. Oh, my gosh. Now oh, she has my other God. Means. Other means. And that's the killer. Okay. The we other to, means. We got to talk to mom about this. Yes. <laughs> Need to have her on. <laughs> Being right. together and disciplining the kids. That's a good segment. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We have to yes. think about that. A united okay. front. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, take it back a little bit because we talked about a little bit what, like how our parents disciplined. Right. So what was it like growing up Josh Cribbs? And who was the father figure in your life? So um, I, I'm, a, I'm the youngest of three. Youngest of three. So um, I, I wouldn't say that. I was, you know, I, I did get my fair share of, of whoopings, mm. as we say it, beatings, you know, because when you get, in, you raised in the old school way, uh -huh. you did things or else. You yeah, did what your parents said or else. And sometimes you, you, you push the line a little bit and Always. you get, yeah, you push the envelope, but uh -huh. you get corrected, you know. So um, um, I, I made sure that my life was flooded with sports. Okay. So um, I grew up in the house. Uh, my mom was a pastor. Oh, uh, my wow. father was police. Yes. Wow. That's what my wife says all okay. the time. That means you the worst of them. Right? <laughs> you PK, preacher's kid. You the worst. But And my father was a police officer. Oh. So I tell people I had the law and the Lord wow. watching my back. Yeah. I had to do everything. But my parents were, I'm a Marine brat. So they were both oh, Marines. Right. But um, um, being the youngest, mm -hmm. I got to, my brother was put in charge of me a lot. Mm. So a lot of times if I messed up or did something mm. wrong outside the house or without my parents being there, mm -hmm. my siblings were blamed. Oh. Yeah, that because they let not. me do Look. it. Oh yeah. It could work sometimes. It, yeah. it worked sometimes in my favor. And then they beat you down the oh, other yeah. times it didn't oh, work. Oh yeah. Like when you say that stinching cord, I remember how that feel. Ooh. Grabbing anything that's go outside, give me a yes. switch. Yes. I'm like, man, go outside, give you. I'll never come back. And they they look out the door like, where you at? I'm like, I'm right. fine. I'm trying to find one. I, I <laughs> nothing. I can't find it. Taking too long. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but it's you know. So I my life was flooded with sports, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I would I would argue that I did it a lot to get out of chores. Oh. So we would all have chores. I would mm -hmm. either and we would rotate me and my brother either our mm -hmm. welcome the steps. Or and my brother do the um, the bathrooms, mm. or I do the bathrooms and he vacuum the steps. Okay. But we found ways to get around that because I couldn't do I couldn't go outside without doing that. Mm -hmm. So um, I would vacuum, and I would just take the vacuum head off of the. Are you, are you, what do you, what's the word? The vacu vacuum <laughs> vacuum <laughs> vacuum 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 vacuum. vacuum. Va yeah, okay, vacuum. so look. you're like my you wife. Do it much. You my do wife it much. does look. She's she's a stickler when uh -huh. I pronounce words. Uh -huh. She always has people like say say poem because uh -oh. I used to say the word poem. Uh -huh. She's like, what is a poem? It's poem. Oh, you know, God. it's just that East Coast DC yeah, talk. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I just had to make fun of you. I'm I sorry. would take the vacuum uh -huh. vacuum. Uh -huh. I would take the vacuum head off of the the suction and rake the steps because my mom would say you could can't go outside you before you do your steps to make it look like the appearance oh, yes i would just smart. go up and down the steps and rake the steps up and down the steps oh, to make it look like you ran the step yeah so my mom would come and be like man the sweeper must be stopped up because the steps don't it looks vacuum <laughs> but it's, it's still trash and stuff up on the steps 
but I would just hilarious. do it real quick and then go uh -huh. play because I couldn't go out. I couldn't, you know, uh, I had to do my chores before I went out the house. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So okay. that's, you know, I was growing up chores, strict, not getting in trouble, not mm -hmm. getting whoopings. Hey, that works. If you can find a way to get out of it, then that's oh, a good yeah. thing. Look. And as a kid, that's uh, what you're doing, trying to right. get out of it or make light of the situation you're in. So it seems like you were pushing yourself to be an athlete. Uh, yes. Were your parents very involved? Were your fathers? Especially? Yeah, you know what? Um, they were more involved not in, in teaching me because mm -hmm. they worked a lot, but mm -hmm. they were always there. Mm -hmm. So I remember a lot of times in games, my dad would have his – you know, show up in his police uniform mm -hmm. with other police officers. Oh, wow. And That's during cool. the game. And then they would get a call and they would all storm out. This oh, happened dang. like once every game. Like How they, distracting was that? Yeah, like, man, you will see like three, four police officers jogging out of the gym <laughs> or off the football field. Uh -huh. And he, cause he would always come with his buddies. Like, yeah. hey, man, my son good, man. Check my yeah. son out. And then you'll hear him get a wreck, uh -huh. a, a call in a walkie talkie or something. Uh -huh. And um, and then they storm off. Um, but uh, my mom was always there, her and my grandmother, when she was still living, and they would always have their little lawn chairs. Mm. Whether we had bleachers or not, they bring in lawn chairs in the wait gym. Minute, I'm like, wait a minute, not lawn chairs in the gym. Lawn chairs, <laughs> like, oh, I need my own seat, <laughs> own drinks, and my grandmother would have a cooler. I'm like, well, you, you bring a cool? They let you bring a cooler in here? Hey, bring but your that own was supply. that was just my family, man. Oh. Very supportive. And how did um, that make you feel that your, especially your father was there for you? Because, you know, a lot of kids, they may be in sports, but their right. parents aren't present, or especially right. their fathers aren't there to cheer them on. How did that make you feel? I think um, even when I look at the group of friends I, I hung around, mm -hmm. I think me um, having both my parents, having my father there to, you know, uh, guide me, mm -hmm. you know, and I, my, yeah. my dad is very traditional, you know, um, you know, he made sure that, you know, he wasn't like the hugger, Come and give me a hug, son. Uh, yeah. What's wrong? With you? What's wrong with you? Tell, talk to me about your feelings. Um, he kind of showed me the structure of a man. You know, mm -hmm. taking care of the house, um, providing security, a safe place, so that your kids can have the opportunity to explore things and to have okay. fun. And just just his presence was uh, just so instrumental to me. I didn't know mm -hmm. it at the time. Right. But just when I hear everyone's else everyone's else story, whether it be um, single moms or you know my friends growing up without a dad and mm. and seeing the effect of them and then understanding you know educationally what that can do to a child you know um i was grateful to not have to experience not having a father in my mm. life and then seeing how well my life panned out how i um i didn't really sway off track too many times mm -hmm. you know as a kid you do you know, uh, find your niches here and there and you have your bumps and bruises and, and things that you get in trouble with and doing. Um, but having a father there kind of, you know, gave me that structure mm. that made, you know, uh, reaching obstacles and reaching goals more clear for me. Okay. Yeah. Now, what do you think were some of the things that you took from your parents that you're now using as a father today? Oh, man. that's a, And I, I did a segment on, on our show, like old school parents versus new school parents, things uh -huh. that my um, my mom and dad used to tell me in the house. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as a kid, I would always try to drink out the, the, the carton. You know, and, and, the, and then my, my mom or my dad would say, uh -huh. you can do that when you get your own house, but don't yeah. do that in my house. <laughs> right. So I do it now, and uh -huh. then my wife say, oh, that's nasty. Don't drink out the carton. And I'm like, dang, I'm in my own house and I still can't do it. You know, so that was, those were the things that's yeah. just wrong and nasty. You just shouldn't do that. But, but you, um, you still do it when they're not looking. Oh, yeah, you. I still do it. I still do it now. Uh, I pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's just, you know, you, uh, your parents and they, they, and they pass things down, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, it's a cycle. But you, you take the good things mm -hmm. that worked for you. Like what? And OK, so, um, you know, for my daughter, 
um, I, I always tell her uh, about just coming home, you know, being around people who mm -hmm. my, my father always told me who you hang around is who you might become. Mm -hmm. Birds and that's of a who going, feather type of thing. Exactly. Okay. Birds of a feather flock together. And um, if, if the nucleus of your friendships you know, uh, that's who you are. You can look at who you, who you hang around and tell mm -hmm. who you're going to become and who, who are you. You know, if one of them is a bad apple, that means you got some badness in you, too. You know, because something about yeah. that person attracts you. So I tell my oh. daughter, like, you know, you know, go ahead and make sure that, you know, if you whatever you see in your friends, mm -hmm. you know, that's who you see in yourself. It's like a reflection of you. Your right. friends are reflections of you. Mm -hmm. So um, in instilling certain values in her, I want her to hang around people that are ambitious that are driving, okay. that are going somewhere. Right, right. So when I was younger, I hung around people who wanted to play football, wanted mm -hmm. to play sports. Um, I made sure not to hang around people who didn't always talk sports, didn't always mm -hmm. talk football, or didn't always talk things that I like. I like okay. comics and, and mm -hmm. trading. So some of my friends like that as well. But diversify but, um, yourself a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Okay. But most of them were sports. Mm. I couldn't really find friends that like um, Star Trek and oh trading cars you probably still can't find too many right. black friends <laughs> right. oh and you that's that's some shade you throw my way but, but no, no my no. friends to this day still make fun of me like uh -huh. josh he wasn't watching football he was watching uh -huh. star trek in there and because it's just certain things you know uh -huh. piqued my my attention uh -huh. and um but i i even i talk to people now and tell people like you know hang around people that's going where you go mm -hmm. that, that's where you're going because that you all reinforce that within uh -huh. each other uh -huh. so that's something that i'm also you know trying to push into my son okay. like don't be hanging around these knuckleheads and but do they listen him, not because that's the thing i'm trying to teach my daughter especially not to be a follower like right. you're a leader you're not a follower but yes what you're telling her <clears throat> is something that she she's going to listen from your 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 wife mm. and you from your actions mm. the things she's telling you won't actually kick in until mm. she needs them the most so that's what I'm, I'm 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 gathering from from life's experience that when i'm in trouble mm -hmm. my mom always told me to pray my dad always told me get on your knees son mm. just you know pray pray my man. i don't listen until i need it mm. you know when i'm in trouble or when i have nowhere else to go mm -hmm. then i fall back on things that they've told me but like, at least it's set in. Right. Okay. And if you, you keep telling your kids something, yeah. like you're training them. Mm. You don't necessarily, they're not going to necessarily follow everything. You brush your teeth when you finish your meals. They're not going to actually do it without you telling them nope. each and every time. Right. But they'll be saying the same things to their children. Mm. When they go to college, they'll be brushing their teeth after they eat. Oh, I got a cavity. I got to mm. start brushing my teeth like my parents told me. Mm. Oh, I ain't got no, I got car trouble. Oh, my mom told me to do X, Y, Z. You know, so when they need these instructions, mm. they come out like a tube belt. Okay. But I'm telling you, okay. I, I you promise so. you, like everything, because I've been in all type of situations where everything that my parents have told me, everything my father told me in life, mm. they were like tool belts. Okay. They were giving me tools mm. that when I need them, I pull it out. Okay. Instruction, you know, uh, my father told me how to change my car, my mm. car tires and my brakes. In college, I was changed. I used to change my own brakes. It take me a long time, right. but you got but, it done. But he, because he told me how to do it, I mm. knew the exact tools to get. Okay. And I remember when my wife and I married in college, and me sitting out university in in mm -hmm. the parking lot changing my brakes. Wow. And, and not needing to call a mechanic because mm. it was something that was passed on. I like that. I can't pass that on to my kid because yeah. the cars are different now. <laughs> we don't have the older cars, <laughs> right? right. 
But those are the things that when you okay. need it most, you fall back on things that your parents told you. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about the other tools you had to use when you were just in college. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. I just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you in part by Comcast. And we need your help to spread the word. So please subscribe, share, and set up alerts about new episodes, which are released every single Wednesday. Also, go to our social media pages at DaddyDuty365 to follow, share, and repost. And don't forget to tell a friend. All right, now it's time to get back to this awesome interview. All right, we're still hanging with Josh Cribs right here in the CLE, like Cribs in CLE. Yes. The show. Yes. All right. Yes, indeed. So talk to me about when I first met you, you were in college at Kent State University, yes. and you were about to be a father. Mm-hmm. What goes through, especially an athlete's head, when you're like, I'm about to go pro, I like have all this potential, but yet I have a baby on the way. What goes through your head at that time? Well, because I got married so young mm-hmm. in college. How old? 19. Okay. I got married um, a year after my uh, my freshman year. Eight months after I met my wife, we wow. got married. And three months after that, she was pregnant. And um, for me, it was like the song says, you know, you meet a girl and what is it? What is it? Uh, the um, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First come love, then come marriage, then come the baby and the baby curse. So that's that was like the theme, you know, of where so I wasn't upset. I wasn't like scared. I was actually excited. I actually dreamt of my daughter like every day. Mm. You know, once um, my wife became pregnant, I would have these vivid dreams of me showing her off to like my friends, my family. Even when she was born, I took her outside too soon. And um, I remember my wife and her family was like, man, like she don't supposed to, like a newborn is not right. supposed to be outside. Uh, I'm like, well, I don't know. So I had her, you know, all outside at fairs and stuff. At Kent. Yeah, trying yeah. to show her all. For me, it was more celebratory, uh, exciting, like a new chapter in my life mm-hmm. that I felt like I was prepared for. And the blessing is that you and your wife are still together. Yes. As many years later. Yes, 17. 17 yes, my wife, my daughter's 16, um, and we've been married for 17 years. Okay, so that begs another question. Why did you get married so young? Love. I was dumb in love. It was that PK stuff. It it like, preacher's hey, kid, yes. Because you know what? A I'm a, I, it was that PK, but let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. So we came home after we met um, in college. We came. She came home for Christmas, the Christmas break. We tried to stay in the same room. Mm-hmm. My mom's like, uh-uh. Uh, Real, your room is here. Josh, your room will be down here. Wait, wait, you should have known better. And I'm like, mom, we in college. I'm a grown man. I'm 18, you know. And she's like, y'all ain't married. Ain't none of that in my house. Uh-huh. So I'm like, mom, but in college, she was like, yeah, you ain't in college. You in my house. So wait, did you just admit to your mother that y'all were sleeping in the same room? Oh in yeah. College? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm grown. Like, why would yes. You that? And she was like, oh my gosh, like what? <laughs> Embarrassed, awkward, all at yeah. the same time. But that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to do things the right way. Like we went to church, mm-hmm. and um, as in college, we would go to the house of the Lord in uh, Akron, and right. and it seemed like every day, every Sunday, the preacher was talking to us. And it was like y'all sitting out there playing house. Uh oh. Yes. Wow. Every y'all y'all living wow. together, sleeping together, being doing everything together. You're playing house. That's what you're doing. So talking about conviction. Just, yes. So we Whoa. were sitting in there convicted, uh-huh. and um, you know, we just was looking at each other, uh, other, and uh, one day we was like, let's get married. Let's do you know, let's do wow. what we are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, at first I thought she was gonna be like, boy, what? 
the heck no, you know, but she was like, she was all for it and as excited as I was. So we just kind of told our families mm. and my mom was like, you know, if you love her, you can wait till you get out of college. Okay. You know, and you know, so it just, for me, it was like, you know, Wait, I did love you tell her. your family before or after you got married? Before. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it was, I might as well have told him after because oh. I was like, yeah, we getting married tomorrow. Oh. And I think it was like we told him on Tuesday and we're getting married on a Thursday, something okay. like that. And we was like, hey, y'all can either be here or not. Wow. It's, it's going down. So did they come? Uh, my brother came, my brother and my cousin, mm -hmm. and her dad can't, was able to come, okay. and um, her best friend, and mm -hmm. um, you know, so we had you know representation of our both our families yeah, there, yeah. and cool. um, we don't know, you know, thinking mm -hmm. back, we would never want our kids to do what we did, mm -hmm. but because what we did worked for us. Right, it doesn't work for everybody. It's, yes, it's not a blueprint by no means. Especially an athlete, you know, you exactly. think of so many athletes go through multiple marriages, but you still hold for on. me. It was it was focus. Mm -hmm. It was. I didn't have to worry about women no more. Mm. That was a That's check mark. Right. I, I could focus on school and mm. sports because school was hard enough. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have to, you know, be running around with so many women and trying mm. to figure out that portion. I hit a check mark, mm -hmm. you know. So um, she also allowed me to, you know, to be ambitious, to always strive for greater, to have something to fight for, to have someone to impress on a daily basis. And do you think that the fact that you had a baby on the way made it even more important for you to make it in the industry? Yes. Make it to pro football? It, it made it more impactful, more mm. important, made me want to strive harder, mm. to work out faster, stronger, to to give more effort. Mm. You know, it was more bang for my, you know, for my punch when I, mm. when I, when I had my daughter, I'm like, I want to give her all these things. I, not, not only do I want to give my daughter, I want to give my family this. Mm -hmm. when my daughter came, that's, that solidified our family right. and uh, in a great way. And I think that, you know, me being old school tradition, you know, um, that made, you know, made me who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, especially just having a child that young. Mm -hmm. Even now, you know, my wife hates me saying it. Um, I, I feel like uh, Elsa's fathers, we're Batman, uh, you know, cause we do a lot of work yeah, and yeah. we don't get no credit mm -hmm. at all, you know, and it's okay that the women get the credit. Well, I think you do a lot more work. I mean, just seeing on social media and different things, you put in a lot more work than other fathers do. Yeah, uh, I but think that's what one of the things about this show is I want other fathers to see that it's right. possible for them to do just as much, to be just as active in their kids' yes, lives. Yes, and not being, I'm not no longer in the NFL mm -hmm. and I'm just a regular dad. And, it, and it's, it's like, I enjoy this. Mm. I enjoy, you know, going to my son's and my, my daughter's mm. practices mm. and, uh, you know, watching them progress, watching them grow. Um, I don't see it as a badge of, you know, um, that I need a pat on the back. Mm -hmm. I see it as a, you know, a duty, mm. you know, and, and, and it's daddy duty. Yeah. But I see it, it's not a, it's not a something to, you know, pat us on the back to say, oh man, you above and beyond. Yeah. I feel like it's our duty. You're doing your job. And I think the above and beyond is once we send them to college. Mm. You know, after they become grown, everything mm. after that is a cherry on top. That's what we should be held for. I don't think that, you know, yes, you can appreciate fathers mm. for sticking around, but we're supposed to do that. Mm. We're supposed to be there for our children, yeah. to honor them, to, to nourish them, just mm. like our moms are. are. Um, so. I don't need a, you know, badge yeah. for, for doing something I was supposed to do. So what do you say to those other dads out there that may not be doing as much that, you know, should be doing a little bit more? Well, I, I wouldn't bash them. I would, I would say take everything that they, that they have, mm -hmm. that they had and didn't have, mm -hmm. and make it their own. If you did have a father, mm -hmm. take all the good from him. Mm -hmm. Make it your own. 
Leave all the bad stuff that you didn't think that you don't think doesn't deserve to be in your life. Mm -hmm. Leave all that stuff there. Take all the good from your past father. Mm -hmm. Look at what your if your father wasn't there. What what all did you want out of a father? Mm -hmm. Since you're older now, what you wanted your father to be there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so be there for your child. Mm -hmm. You wanted your father to be at your games. Mm -hmm. Everything that you think a good father should be, mm -hmm. be that for your child and more. My daughter, my wife does that for. Um, our children, everything that she feels like she missed, all the good stuff, mm -hmm. she takes all the good and the never hads. And I, 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 we reinforce that within each other. Mm -hmm. I take all the good, the things that I like, and, I, and even more, and do for my children. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not that my parents were, you know, this great symbol. It's just that each generation is supposed to get better. Yeah. So for all the fathers out there, I just say, you know, take everything that you think of, you, what would be a super dad to you and be that for your children use that toolkit yes that toolkit <laughs> definitely uh, well you can tell just the way you talk you love your kids oh so yeah i have a question yeah. for you there's a segment we call i love my kids but <laughs> there's always but, something that grinds your yes, gears something yes. that just oh yeah like ah why yes. don't you do it yes okay so what is yours tell us okay i love my kids but i love my kids but my daughter comes in at the most worst times when I'm relaxing to ask for, and I know this, don't, don't judge me, to get ask for hugs and always wants to bother me or put her hand, she wants to stroke my face like a dog, like a pet. No. All the time, at the most inopportune, I'm relaxing, I just took my clothes off, I'm getting in the bed, oh, I breathe inside really, and she, here she comes to nag me, to try to hug, and put her, stroke my face like a dog. And Josh it Cribs grinds my gears. <laughs> Just not <laughs> 20 a day. And I'm trying to warm up to it, but my daughter finds the most inopportune times to to bother me. It's so but is it followed by I need this or I need that? No. No, not at all. It's just all over you, like. Yes, just <laughs> She attention. That's called love, John. Yes, love. Love. but <laughs> it's but. bothersome. It's worrisome, <laughs> and I know. And it, I think she's sensing that she's getting all close to moving out, going to college. Oh. So, but it worries. It irks my nerve. I'm like, I just laid down, and she'll come in and bother me and throw the dog on me or something, oh. and it's crazy. So I take it she's a daddy's girl. Yeah, she's a daddy's girl. Uh -huh. She is a daddy's girl all the way. And what about your son? My son, he wants to fight. Oh. He wants to play fight. A 10, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He puts on boxing gloves or he tries to karate chop me, oh. kicks me, and I have to, literally, I have to get his mom. I'm like, Maria, Maria, like the kids, <laughs> man, get, get the kids. And, and he'll be trying to kick me and run. So, I actually, you know, often I have to play fight oh. him, you know, for five minutes or so. Oh until we start getting on my wife's nerves. And then as soon as we get on her nerves, and I purposely do that, then uh, it, then she I, shuts I, I it down. Know. Exactly, but she can't help it. I'll make sure we're stomping or knocking over stuff. And she's like, all right, that's enough, stop. And then, all right, is, is he stopping? I mean it. And I'm like, hey man, don't get in trouble from your mom. Right. It's her mom. fault. Remember, we was having fun, but it's we're her gonna fault. We're gonna continue playing. Exactly. Like, we's, <laughs> I was gonna let you kick, kick me in the stomach, but your mom said stop. <laughs> You know, so, stop. but I hate, I hate having to get punched, uh -huh. sucker punched in the uh -huh. gut by my son. I'm about to say, do you have to wear your athletic support around the house Man, just because I of him? Look, tighten up. A little nerf ball uh, come from nowhere. Yes. I don't let him, I don't let him do the nerfs anymore. Oh, okay, smart. Because he throws them at me. He shot me in the face with a nerf gun. He yeah. punched me in, a, in the eye socket when he was a, a young toddler. 
His little fist fit perfectly in my eye socket. He got over me and punched me and woke me up. Oh I God. saw stars to this Dang. day. Yes. Okay, so maybe he has a boxer yes. in the future. No, he's going. I'm <laughs> shutting that down because he's going to practice on me. That's true. I'm not his punching bag. Okay, well, but get, that's him, what get I him a punching bag and, you know, inspire him to get to that. I'll try. Uh, do you actually push them? And, you know, I know you say your daughter's good at sports. Do you push them to be athletes? And kind of like, come on. You know I, what? You see the potential. Come on. I do more with my son. Uh -huh. Um, I played when my daughter was young. I was mm. mostly in the NFL. Mm. So I regret not you know, spending enough time on her athletic ability. Mm -hmm. um, we did, I did used to try to train her, but what my children has taught me uh, over these years is patience. Mm. Cause I used to have the worst patience, even with oh. my daughter. I'm like, man, you can't make a, a layup. Uh -huh. And me knowing that, you know, you know, sometimes <laughs> girls, she's a girly girl. I'm like, uh -huh. man, you can't make a layup. You can't dribble the ball. And I, I lose my patience and uh -huh. I want to, you know, quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, just, you know, think about how I used to have be very impatient. You know, um, they have helped me, you know, tremendously with with my patience and you know coaching. You know, I coach my mm -hmm. son's uh, football and baseball team now. Oh, okay. Patience it has worked. They they have molded my patience to another level. And it's a virtue. You. It definitely yeah. is. <laughs> I, to another level, uh, and that helps me in my marriage too. Uh, the well, patience. What, what, what advice do you have for those other dads out there? Because I struggle with patience sometimes. Mm -hmm. What do you count to three? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Each each trial is different. Mm -hmm. So you know you 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 master it. It's an ongoing thing. You never master anything because life is over is mm -hmm. ever changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you learn yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily um, they're doing something different. I have more patience with how my approach. Mm -hmm. I, I know that I can't be quick to anger when it comes to the children. When it comes to kids not doing something right, I have to go yeah. in knowing that it's not gonna go my way. And I have to go in knowing that I have to be very specific when it comes to children, mm -hmm. when it comes to instructing them. So actually, you know, coaching the kids and talking to my son is making me a better communicator oh. because they need instructions to be specific. So do you get into the situation where you think, you should know this. Like, why, why aren't you doing this? Yes. Why aren't you getting there? Like, oh, my like oh, wait, I forgot the kids. I'll okay, talk to yeah. kids like, I used to talk to kids <laughs> like I would talk to an adult. Right, right. Like, yeah, catch the ball and then uh -huh. throw it over there. But uh -huh. I have to tell them how to catch it. Uh, how to move their body so that they can throw it accurately. Because uh, they'll catch it and throw it over the fence. Uh, or throw it in the outfield or something uh, like that. So, you know. Way. Like, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely using my degree from Kent, my communications degree, yeah. in and communicating think, effectively. And I think it's important, too, that not every dad needs to be a coach. Not, definitely. Not every dad needs to be not out there a, yes. with kids. It's just, yes. It so every skill. Yeah, every father is not called to coach your son. No. Sometimes you're called to be a cheerleader in the yeah. stands yeah. with your with your mom, with the, parent, with the other parents. And and that's okay, yeah. and, I, and that that works as well. So, do you get some of those parents that are a little over ambitious or overzealous? Definitely. Yeah. How do you deal with oh that? Oh my They're gosh! And screaming, and like again, sit down. Patience. For me, I, I also I tell them at the beginning of mm -hmm. the season, like, look, this is I coach a travel ball. Mm -hmm. I'm oh. not gonna I'm not gonna have every parent. Um, your kid is not going to play every game mm. if they're not good. They don't want to hear that. Yeah, they know. They, but that's the thing. And I let them know, if you want to play rec ball, re everybody wins. Everybody mm. gets a trophy. But this travel, it's another level. And, mm. you know, my, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time, mm. travel sports. Yeah. It's a different level than recreation. Hmm. Either, you know, your child, if they work hard and then they're good, they will play. But if they're not, because on travel leagues, you have, to, you have to make a team. You can get cut. 
Oh. Yeah, okay. so sometimes parents feel... And and these I, are young kids. Yes, these are young kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like AAU. But at the same time, I'm I'm transparent with the parents. Mm -hmm. I let them know um, personally how their child is doing, mm -hmm. um, what they need to work on, and um, how I just how I plan on playing them. So I, I make sure that they're familiar, that they know everything. So mm -hmm. they're not gonna come at me like, "Oh, you need to put my son." I'm like, "Your son is striking out every time he had bat." Uh -huh. So we all know this. So he's not gonna play. He's gonna sit down Sorry. and take him to the batting cages. Right, right, right. No, but I'm very transparent, and okay. it, you can't argue with transparency. Okay, I like yes. that. Yes. All right. Well, we, unfortunately, we have to start wrapping things up. But before we go, I have to ask you: What's one piece of advice you would be have given Josh Cribs before mm -hmm. he had kids? Before? Oh my yeah. goodness, man! I have a whole list. Oh, <laughs> I'm break out my glasses. I, no, no, let's <laughs> get. No, so. I would um, I would definitely um, work on my patience sooner. I think um, patience uh, with my children, patience mm. with my wife, um, being a better uh, man all around mm. to my family. Okay. Um, sometimes it takes some time for uh, men, us men, to step in our our natural roles, mm. to preside over the family, to be mm -hmm. who uh, our family needs us to be. And um, me getting married so early, having a, a child so early, and um, you know, feeling like they were an extension and not my completion. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So they were just an extension of me, not a completion of me. Mm. So my family completes me, so they're my life. Mm -hmm. My job is not my life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's an extension of me. I'm a football player, that's an extension. That's not my life. That's not mm -hmm. who I am. It's just what I do. So me understanding that my my wife my my children are my family that's my life mm. that's who i answer to that's who deserves uh, most of my energy mm -hmm. um i had to learn that i had to learn that my energy all my energy can't focus on the nfl can't focus on football school sports other things most of my energy most of my des deserving time mm -hmm. belongs to my family because that's that's my legacy and that's important because i think so many people have it backwards and they work so hard because they have to feel like they have yes. to provide but then when yes. they come home they don't have any energy left yes. to give to their family yes and as i i start to realize that i used to get off work and, and drink red bulls mm. so i could still have so much in the tank to give my family as i started to evolve and get more mature as a not just as a father but as a husband as well mm. yeah how does that happen though like did you see it happening did you realize it was something that was happening and you said okay i have to fix this or because a lot of people it's too late by the time they realize it. right well i would come home every day from work mm -hmm. and um i would um immediately go to rest and relaxation mm -hmm. in preparation for the next work day i would you know get up six o'clock in the morning and leave the house before my, my my family was up and i just look at them sleep like oh man they get to sleep <laughs> I gotta go mad. to work. Yeah, mad. I'm hating on him for real. So, and then I come home and I'm like, man, finally off work, long day, and I get to relax and go to my room and and shut down. Mm. And then uh, one time, my wife and I got into an argument, mm. and um, you know, she's not usually right, even though she'll say it. But one thing I do, I allow myself to, you know, to question, even if I feel like I'm right, I will give myself the opportunity to be like, you know what? Um, she has a point mm. and um, she had said you know I can't just give my whole all my time to the job mm -hmm. you work you go to go to work every day and you never come home and you give us the tail end and that's not right, right. it made sense when you hit a truth you can't argue with that you know you know when you hit a truth and that time my wife spoke the truth and um, and and then I started to consciously 
give more of my time, my my deserving time mm-hmm. to the, to the family. And I would come home and drink Red Bull and and give so I could have enough right, in the right. tank uh-huh. to give them life to 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 still put life into them, to give them my time to be present. Mm. My wife spoke heavily of that. She was like, you're here, you know, you're a father, you're here, mm. but you're not present. Mm. That's one thing I'll, I'll tell the fathers out there, be present. Mm-hmm. A lot of fathers are just there and they be like, oh man, well, I ain't out, out running the street. But they sitting on the couch. But they not, sit on the couch. Acting, and I used to do kids. that. Yeah. I used to do that. And then, you know, uh, my wife checked me. And that's how you know sometimes we have a good woman mm-hmm. because they'll check you sometimes. All right, and you can either choose to listen. Mm-hmm. Now, in the moment, I don't listen. I got to put up that, man, whatever, man, you wrong, this, uh-huh. is and that. A day go by, I'm changing because like, okay. he was right. right, right, right. We don't like to admit it. But, but do you tell her she was right or you just change? Oh, no. Oh, no, you just change. <laughs> you just change. You can't okay. say, babe, you right. Baby, right. you know what? You right. Well, at least and, you change. And it's just, I don't know why we can't. Right, but my right, wife, right. she would never just say, you right. When your wife ever tell you, yeah. you know what? You right. When we uh-huh. argue and I was so mad, you was right the whole time. Oh, Baby, I'm so sorry. I've I, never heard that in that way. I just saw a T-shirt that said something to that effect, saying <laughs> neither of us will admit when, who's right and who's wrong. It's just a matter of who starts talking first. It got, <laughs> there you go. And that's the thing. I know when my wife is wrong, when she admits it, she says sorry when she'll bring me some food. Okay. <laughs> After an argument, she'll say, she'll like, here, dinner's down there. I'm like, oh, okay, so I get dinner today because oh. we argue. You know, but it's, that you works. know, you can tell when they know you've been right because their mood will change in your favor. And that's like, for me, I'll accept that as an apology or you was right, babe, other than hearing the words. But, you know, um, that's how I know, you know, um, my wife was right Mm because it was it was truth hitting me over the head, telling me, you know, something I was supposed to do. Give your Mm -hmm. time. Your your life is not your work, Mm -hmm. your job. That's just what you do. Your life is your family. That's what you're really building. That's what's really important. So I made that conscious effort to, you know, give them my time and 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 do what what is great about being a father. Mm-hmm. You know, nurture and bring up my legacy. Well, we're glad you continue to give your time to Cleveland. Continue giving your time to other efforts that you're doing out in yes. the community. But we also are proud that you're doing it with your family because you're a great example of a father on Daddy Duty 365. Thank you for having me, Shane. Uh, I really appreciate it, man. Appreciate yes, sir, it. baby. Right. Awesome. Hey everybody, before you go, we just want to say thanks again for watching this episode of Daddy Duty 365, but we also need your help to get the word out about this new podcast. So please subscribe, follow, share, and set up alerts to be notified of new episodes when they drop every single Wednesday. And remember that this podcast is brought to you in part by Comcast. Thanks, Comcast.